0: Love dogs, We coo over puppies, and our thought process pretty much stops there. It takes a sight like a dog auction to drive home the point that dogs are in fact a big business, and to open our minds about the sheer scope of the industry that we buy into with every beautiful pooch we bring home. Like many people, I'm trying more and more these days to be a conscious consumer. Beyond reading grocery store labels, I'm carrying canvas grocery bags and eschewing plastic as if it's dripping in Iraqi oil. I'm seeking out farmers' markets and family-owned shops instead of running my credit card through the machines that hackers love to target at big-box stores. I'm buying fuel-efficient cars and Energy Star-rated home appliances. I'm trying to find affordable clothes that aren't sewn by 12-year-old girls in Bangladesh earning 50 cents a day. I'm tiptoeing daily through the minefield of meanings behind everything from cage-free to humanely raised. And now, after considering what I've seen during several years of researching this book, I am seeking new and better ways to think about dogs as a product before I hand over another cent to anybody who is selling them, breeders and rescuers alike, I am applying my role as a conscious consumer to the dog industry because, given what I have learned, I believe that no matter how much all of us love our pups, thinking of them as products, just like so many of the sellers do, is the only way we can truly change the dog industry for the better. Most of us dog lovers, even if we've had pups all our lives, don't realize the truly staggering scope of the global market we enter, with every purebred or mutt we welcome into our families. The American sector is the most saturated, with about half the households owning a dog. Continental Europe and the United Kingdom are still growing as markets, with about a quarter of the households owning a dog. A reasonable estimate is that some 30 million pet dogs are brought home around the world every year. Dog lovers could give a home to every single dog who has been abandoned in every single shelter, and millions more pups would be needed annually to satisfy consumer demand. The money spent buying dogs as pets represents income to small- and large-scale breeders, pet stores, public shelters, and private rescue groups of somewhere in the vicinity of $11 billion each year around the globe. Now, these numbers are admittedly fuzzy. All numbers involving the buying and selling of dogs are estimates, because no central databases exist. That's one reason, perhaps, that no book like this has ever been written, because it is so hard to pin down exactly what is going on in terms of cash flow in the dog business. Still, given the statistics available, it's reasonable to assume that the business of selling dogs has about the same value as the global IKEA brand. The sale of dogs generates the kind of money that all of Nevada, including Las Vegas, brought in on gaming revenues in 2013. Dog lovers spend as much to acquire pooches every year as Burger King paid in 2014 to buy Tim Hortons, creating the world's third largest fast food conglomerate. It's cash flow that people who own the action will battle to control. Cash flow that leads to unscrupulous people starting cheap production facilities and smuggling operations everywhere from Missouri to Mexico to Poland. Cash flow that leads to powerful marketing campaigns designed to sway our decisions as consumers. This is business income that entrenched breeding interests at the top of the dog market will fight to protect. And it is piles and piles of dough that nonprofit groups, raking in hundreds of millions of dollars a year in donations, want to keep collecting. In any business where such big money is involved, problems from capitalist greed to outright corruption always will surface. And those of us trying to be conscious consumers can feel overwhelmed about trying to make a difference. The reality is that an individual purchase usually won't make the slightest dent in problems on a global industry scale. Take factory farms, for instance, and the conscious consumers search for beef and chicken produced by farmers who meet a higher standard of animal care. The scope of multinational corporate control over the meat supply can be paralyzing, so much so that it leads to googling until one gets vertigo in the meat aisle. Trying to support the good guys who raise animals on small, open farms instead of...